What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here with the immaculate Red Wolf himself, Jeremiah Stringer. I'm the Macarena. You, Did you see that dance? You are the Macarena. I am the Macarena. <laughs> you are the living embodiment of the Macarena. How about that Koi Express, man? That was Okay, so I told Jeremiah, I said, I, I need to eat something that is... Somewhat healthy, some yeah, uh, for for lunch. I'm I'm trying to be really good about what I'm intaking and all that kind of stuff, and that it's going to go into a little bit of what we're talking about today. But uh, Jeremiah says I got two options for you. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, we got this one restaurant's nice, and it oversees Lake Cumberland, which Lake Cumberland is this massive lake here in Kentucky, uh, and I, I think it has the largest shoreline of any lake in the U.S. More shoreline than Florida. Yeah, it's crazy. Allegedly. It's crazy. So, um, but uh, we could oversee the the lake, mm-hmm. or we could do sushi. Uh-huh, yeah, I pick sushi. Yeah, we did eat sushi last week together for lunch, and I liked it so much I had to do it again. <clears throat> it was delicious both times. Actually, I got a sushi roll, and I got the uh, teriyaki chicken with the yum yum sauce and the rice and the veggie. Oh man, I know it's crazy. I could relive. You seen that SpongeBob episode where? Uh, I think it's Neptune. He eats the Krabby Patty and he's like, oh, this is so amazing. I think I'll have it again. And then he vomits it back up, but it's a Krabby Patty again. He eats it again. I'd never watched SpongeBob in my life. Uh, well, post your hate comments below, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? That. Okay, I want you to look at the screen right now. Okay. The way we're set up makes me feel so tall. Oh, yeah, I'm slouching a bit, huh? But even at that, even when you kind of came up, I still feel <laughs> tall. I like that. Yeah, you look great, man. I like that. Are you injured? Not right now, but I was. <laughs> We're talking about injuries today. We are talking about injuries today. Oh, it, is there anything that you could think of that that derails backpacking more than injury? The only thing I can think of is like the mental aspect. I think it's just as important. You know, if you don't have that dialed in, your heart's not in it. Yeah. And especially if you're doing a longer trail, like a week or more. You're just not going to last. It's so easy to psych yourself out. Oh, yeah, dude. Or you just get tired of it. You know, a yeah. lot of people start the Appalachian Trail, and they're all ready to go. In fact, let me tell you a quick story, actually. You're going to tell a story? Yep. <laughs> Who would That's have a guessed? new one. <laughs> so I was on the long trail, right? <laughs> we need a sound effect, don't we? That Is we it? could. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the applause with the womp, womp, womp. <laughs> I was on the long trail, and um, there's a buddy that I didn't know him before, but I met him on the long trail, and we hiked together for several weeks. And, you know, it just seemed like he enjoyed the planning aspect of backpacking more than he liked the walking aspect of backpacking, which worked out great for me because his last two weeks of boxes where he had multiple freeze-dried meals and all kinds of treats. I just got to pick those up at the hostels, and or not hostels, but the, uh, like, hotels and um, UPS store and all that stuff. Everywhere he had left them, I got to have those. So he lasted a couple weeks, but sometimes you just get tired of it, and you're like, I'm ready to go home. Yeah, and a lot of that can happen just because the thing about any kind of thru-hike Mm-hmm. Whether it's your really big through hikes like the AT, PCT, those kinds of things, or it's a smaller through hike like maybe the Sheltoe Trace or the Long Trail or the Pinhoti Trail, those kinds of things, there's always going to come a breaking point. Yep. Absolutely. There's always going to come a point where it just gets hard. Mm-hmm. 
Physically or mentally. Yeah, and you have to decide, do I push through or do I pull out? You know, do I just, just forget it altogether and move on? And I think I think that hits everybody on the trail. Yeah, it's different for different people, and it also depends on, like, your physical shape. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, if you're doing 20 miles a day and you're not ready for that, you're going to get trashed in the first oh, you few didn't, days. Oh, you meant, like, like, as in, like, how fit you are. How fit you are okay. going in to walk. And it's not just... Uh, I thought you meant shape, like, you're, like, more of a straight line. <laughs> I'm more of a pair. <laughs> yeah, I guess that plays into it, too. That's more of the physical aspect. Us pairs can hike, bro. Oh, I agree. Pairs can hike. But, like, you remember um, we are talking about, in a recent episode, that trip where my hammock was filled with water. Yeah. And... Um, Crow and Mark were on the <clears throat> excuse me were on this trip as well, and that like you were overheating. Yeah, on that, yeah, that's one of the physical aspects, and you know the weather also plays a role in that. Well, too. and looking back, I wasn't hydrated enough. Oh yeah, so that was probably the biggest point with that was that um, I hadn't hydrated like I should have for that mm-hmm. trip, and uh, I paid the price. Was it uh, Colette that was telling us that you need to prehydrate? Yeah. Wasn't she saying, like, even... Two days before. Yeah, two days before. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's uh, your sales, you know, having yeah. all the water in them. Well, I'm in a program right now that I'm doing where I have to drink a gallon of water a day. Oh, dude, you got this giant jug. John, come into my house today. <laughs> if you can see if you can see this, if you're looking at it, it tells me where I'm supposed to be at what time of the day with my water. It's a full 128 ounces or... Well, I don't know. That's a Anyways, gallon. it's it's a gallon of water. It's, this thing is massive, and uh, it keeps me on track, so I drink all my water for the day, and I carry this with I me like to work. That. I don't take it into restaurants with me. Yeah. I think it's tacky. Yeah, definitely but, catch some eyes. Yes, but I, I like. you'll see me drinking out of this thing in here multiple times during this, this uh, podcast. And then what you don't also don't know is that the moment we're done, I'm running to the bathroom. Well, we have both peed a lot and... Yep, that hibachi. I'm going to try to make it through this podcast without pooping. <laughs> That's some fast-working hibachi, man. <laughs> Sometimes it goes right through you. Okay, so so we've, we mentioned the mental aspect, but the, the purpose of today we're going to talk about is injury, physical injuries on the trail mm-hmm. and what, what they can do to derail a trip, um, ways that we've dealt with them over the years and, and things like that. So, uh, I guess I want to just open the floor and ask you, have you dealt with any injuries on trail? Absolutely. Um, and I do want to make a quick disclaimer. Anybody with common sense is already... We are not doctors. <laughs> Anybody with common sense already knows this. Not just from doctors. listening for five minutes, you know that we're not... Facts are optional here. We are two idiots from Kentucky <laughs> who are just telling you what we've dealt with. Yeah. Do not... Under any circumstances, take this as gospel truth and that you must do it. Yes. Um, i tell you, my the biggest hurdle injury, if you will, was we were tr- really pushing these 20-mile days, okay? And um, I was with the same group that I was just talking about, right. the guy that liked prepping more than he liked the hiking. And um, you just overuse your body. And I've talked a little bit on a, a different episode about this, but I was – hopping from rock to rock because I was trying to keep my feet dry because it's so muddy and wet where I was backpacking in in Vermont. And um, Is this the long trail? It is. The it long is a long trail. trail. 
So, uh, (laughs) what a terrible terrible sound effect. That's that's the long trail. What else we got? All right. Maybe if I tell a joke. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, anyway, in order to keep my feet a little bit more dry, I was hopping from rock to rock, and that was overworking a tendon or some kind of muscle or ligament. I don't know. Like like we said, we're not doctors, but it injured my, the bottom of my shin slash ankle. And, then I literally had to take – it was either go home or take like three three zeros in a row, which I was on a time limit. Like I had to be back home. I was really supposed to be home on June 18th because that was my wife and I's anniversary. And I left at the end of May when school let out around Memorial Day. And so I knew Father's Day was in there. I knew that my anniversary was in there. And my wife's birthday was two days later. And I think I made it back on the 21st, which would be after her birthday at like 1 a.m. But uh, long story short, sometimes you're on a time crunch. And luckily, it wasn't so much so that the three days mean that I had to miss the end of the trip. But it's a definite possibility because you just can't keep going. Yeah, you kind of, a lot of people don't understand. Like people who do long trails, a lot of them have jobs. Mm -hmm. And they're taking sabbatical or... Um, they have to be back by a certain date because they got a new job that's starting. Sure. Like they're leaving one job and they're taking the, like three, four, or five months to hike a trail, and then they start their new job. They have to be back by a certain day. So yeah. you're a lot of times you find yourself pushing, and sometimes unnecessarily yeah. pushing yourself a little too hard. And I mean, even Dan Becker, um, recently in uh, the Grand Canyon. How pushed, about that? Pushed himself to the point where he almost died. I mean, he literally was, there was fear for his life. Yeah. Because he just overexerted himself. Because he hit the SOS button on his Garmin, right? Uh, or did they call 911? I think they called 911. I don't think he okay. actually used the Garmin for it. But, uh, but I mean, it's just that whole thing of you can, it, even people who are seasoned backpackers who have been doing it for decades, uh, you can have those moments where you push yourself just too hard and your body says, we're done. Yeah, I think his was like a, Maybe I'm not in good enough physical shape, but I'm pushing past my limits, and you got the weight on your back, and you have the weather working against you, and it like overexhausted his lungs, kinda. Overexhausted everything, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they, they said it was something that a lot of uh, CrossFit trainers have dealt with over the years. Really? Yeah, it's it's something that they've found that CrossFitters have have had the same problem. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but, um, but yeah, like you can just overexert yourself, and your body kind of starts eating itself for yeah. energy. Yeah, that makes sense. I think the most common injury, though, for backpacking is just blisters. I was about to say the most the most common by far is blisters, and I can tell you, uh, I have had blisters. What do you do? What do you do for them? Of course, hot spots <laughs> you can prematurely yeah prevent the blisters. Well, and that's the th- sometimes I think, I think the biggest thing about injuries is knowing how to prevent injuries. Yeah, and how to. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. It's true. Yeah. But I, I think it's it's knowing when your body's doing something it's not supposed to. Like knowing that something's out of whack, something's uncomfortable, and knowing, okay, in this moment now, I need to I need to change something. So if you're yeah. feeling like a hot spot on your foot, stop hiking. Like yeah. just stop. Yeah, for a minute it, it, and evaluate the it situation. It literally is not going to take a second, but... It, it's it's better to get to your campsite 15 minutes late yeah than to hike in with this massive blister on your foot that you could have prevented yeah dude i've i remember uh, one time i was on mount mansfield 
and we stayed at this lodge. I say lodge. It's really like there's no electric. <laughs> there's no water. It's a shelter on a trail. It's a cabin. Yeah. And um, I, I had been walking for weeks, and then I started my morning like normal, headed down the hill, and you're you're walking down the highest point in Vermont, and I wasn't five minutes in, and I was like, man, my foot, like there's something is up. And when you've been walking for weeks straight, you know, like you said, something's yeah, you, going you know, on. You know something's going on. And I checked, and sure enough, man, my um, I had ultra long peak force or 4.5s at the time. I can't remember. And it had some mesh that it was like mesh, strip of material, mesh. And both the mesh parts had totally busted out, and you still had that strip of leather or whatever type of material it was, and that started sawing at my foot. And in that little bit of time while I was walking, it cut a gash in my pinky toe. Oh. And I had to stop right there, just down the hill from where I'd started, and taped up my foot, like cleaned the blood up, you know, put ointment on it, taped it up, kept walking. But imagine if I had to wait until I made it to the next road crossing. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, the next water um, place where I could fill up my water or something. My, yeah. I could have... I could have went from cleaning up this cut to on down the road, like maybe having to come off trail and get stitches or something, or like looking down at my foot and like, oh, well, there's blood coming out of my shoe, Yeah, you know, instead of just taping it up. Well, I think one of the things that's good for for uh, backpackers but also can work against us is our desire to push through. Yeah, grit. So we'll feel pain on something. We're like, I can push through it. Yeah. Some pains you don't want to push through. If it's having to do with your feet – I tell people, I don't care what it is, just stop. Fix it. Because your feet and your back are your two most important things in backpacking. If either one of those is out, you're done. Like, you're mm -hmm. just done. You can hike with a sore knee. You can hike with an ankle that's a little sore. Yeah. But if your feet start getting sore or something's going on there, you can't keep that going. Yeah, that's your point of contact. Yeah. I was doing the, uh, I was doing a road walking section of the Sheltoe. And, um, I remember my, our feet never got dry. Oh. I mean, for the first four days, our feet just never were dry ever. Mm -hmm. So what happens is, you know, you get, you get pruny and then when your fingers or when your skin gets all pruny, then it just rubs against each other and blisters form in weird spots yeah. on your feet. And that's what was happening to us. And both of us were just destroyed. We had like hamburger feet. I remember we got to one point in the trace, um, Brian and I, when we were doing it together, because we did half of it. I'd say we did two-thirds of it together, and then we both finished the other part ourselves. Mm -hmm. But um, the first two-thirds of it that we did together, I remember when he came off the trail, he could barely walk. His feet were so jacked up from blisters just because we couldn't get our feet dry. Yeah. And um, You were on your way to trench foot, man. Yeah, and that's not good. No, that's a real deal. That's not that's not a joke. And so taking care of your feet is huge. Taking care of your feet is huge. What I want to say, too, is another thing you got to think about when it comes to injury on the trail is know your limits. Like, know your body. Because one of the things that I did that hurt me when I was backpacking was, uh, and this, I'm dealing with that injury still today, uh, I had knee issues because I had hyperextended knees in high school and middle school when I was a kid. How did you hyperextend your knees? When you I was in high school, slide or it something? jumped off something and bent my knee back or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, but 
I was hiking with my buddy Josh in the Red River Gorge, and there was this big rock in the trail. And it's on the way, it's on the Bison Way as you're going up towards uh, Indian Arch. Mm-hmm. It's a big boulder. And I jumped up on it and jumped off, not thinking anything of it. When I landed, my lower part of my leg went one way, my upper part of my leg went another way. And I basically, what the doctor said is I jammed, like if you ever jammed your finger, mm-hmm. that's what I did to my knee. Oh, yeah, it hurts. I do that all the time playing and basketball. It was bad. And and basically, I developed arthritis from that. Still to this day? Still to this day, I still have arthritis from that, in that knee. And I uh, haven't been able to get, get that pain to go away. But it's just there. I mean, it's just something I have to deal with now. But if I'd have been thinking, I'd be like, John, you're already a big guy. Got the weight of the backpack. And you got the weight of the backpack on you. We were winter backpacking, so it wasn't like we were lightweight backpacking. Mm-hmm. And I I wouldn't have done that. That was just stupid. On my part, it put all that pressure on my knee, and, of course, it caused an injury. Um, and, and so knowing what your body limits are is huge if you're wanting to prevent getting hurt while you're on trail. I got one that uh, I bet that didn't even cross your mind. Well, let's hear it. Before, before I tell it to you, I want to say a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Outdoor Beards. That's right. We don't want facial injuries to happen. So get with some Outdoor Beards products and get some of that oil in that beard. Make it smell good. Can you make, your, make your lady friend happy. Can you see my beard growing? It looks good, man. Thanks, dude. You need to grow more. But we're good with what you got so far. <laughs> Outdoor Beards, uh, they have a plethora of products that you guys can check out if you want some luscious facial hair. Like the fellow sitting here to my left, uh, they have balms. Um, they have oils. Works great for the trail because it's got a little bottle. You can't uh, you can't shatter the bottle because it's not glass. It's plastic. Yes. So works perfect for the trail, and they have all kinds of accessories. You can get Their soaps are incredible. Oh, dude. you The Dark Knight. Oh, the Dark Knight. <laughs> John has, I think you got three on the way. Oh, yeah. As we speak. We just got the email today. Yeah. So, huge thank you to Outdoor Beards. Go to OutdoorBeards.com. Use the code BACKPACKING to save yourself some money. Like 10% off, isn't it? Yes. So, uh, hit them up. And thanks again for sponsoring today's episode. Now, Jeremiah, what did I not think of? You say blisters, and you think blisters on your feet. But oh, there's other places. The blisters I'm talking about are formed from ultraviolet rays, suntan, uh, sunburn, sunburn. Uh, Do you think of that? No, but I had something you might think I think of either. So okay, we'll, you keep going. We'll talk some more. So um, I love sunburns. yes, I love. I'm fair skinned. Okay, I got red hair. I'm Wait. as pale. You're redheaded and you have fair skin? <laughs> I am as white as the underbelly of a fish. Okay, I don't tan well. So sun sunscreen is my best friend. Um I actually, you know, the guy I was talking about that I said likes to prep. Yeah. Okay. So he would do like these little sticks you've seen, I'm sure, of the sunscreen. Mm-hmm. And uh he had one of those in each one of his drop boxes, which I don't know why. You would need a new stick every three or four days, but he stuck one in there. So I got one and used that as my sunscreen whenever I was there and kept it, you know, like right here. Right. On my shoulder, my shoulder strap pocket. And um, on the face especially, but I like to wear a sun hoodie. 
So it's long sleeve. Even in the summertime, like a good one that you could and try. thumb holes. Oh, thumb holes. Having yeah. thumb holes. Like people don't understand. Like thumb holes are great because you can bring part of that sun hoodie over your hands. Uh-huh. One of the worst places you get sunburned when you're on trail is your hands if you're using trekking yeah, poles. They're totally exposed all day while you're using your trekking poles. I actually have sun gloves sun. for that reason. Yeah. So if you're using a sun hoodie that has the thumb holes, sometimes you can get away with not using the sun gloves, especially if you're doing a trail that has a lot of exposure like out west in right. the desert parts or right. like me on the Camino. There's just a lot of sun that that you're going to get or even just a regular trail like all these ridges most I, I can't say most a lot of trails you're ridge walking and you're going to get a lot of sun exposure mm-hmm. yeah. so i go sun hoodie and um a hat when i was on the long trail i didn't have a sun hoodie didn't even know they existed actually and uh, what i did was i had a hat like i have a flat bill on right now but i would take my buff and i would wet it if i could if i couldn't that's okay but i would tuck it inside my hat here or I would wear it loose so it hung down over my neck. Yeah. So you tuck the buff around your ears so your ears aren't getting any sun exposure because a baseball cap doesn't protect your ears. No. And um, we just wear these headphones when we go hiking. <laughs> that would work. You definitely get a lot of uh, ear protection. Yeah. But you yeah, hear that, anything. And I don't know really what to do about the legs. Like a lot of times, your legs are so dirty they're not. I mean, sunscreen, 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 best way to do that. Or, or wear can, pants. Yeah, you can wear like, like really light pants in the summer. Yeah, I guess it helps with ticks and stuff, poison ivy. But I love shorts, but I don't love the sunburn. Yeah. Another thing, maybe you didn't think of uh-huh. that can can be an issue when you're backpacking is improperly fitting gear. Oh, yeah. So uh, we'll start with with trail runners. Um, I actually had an injury a few months ago because the trail runners that I was wearing, um, I couldn't get them tight enough around the middle part of my foot that my feet would slide in them a little bit sometimes. Isn't that weird? The different parts of the shoes fit differently. Yes. yes. And so I stepped on a root. The the shoe went sideways, and the shoe stopped, but my foot kept going. And so I, I messed up a tendon on the left side of my left foot. And uh, it knocked me out of hiking for a couple months because I just couldn't put weight on that side of that foot. And you know as well as I do in hiking, you're not walking on flat ground. Yeah. So anytime I was walking, I think it was at an angle, you know, to that was high on the left side. Mm-hmm. It hurt that foot. Now that's trail runners, but backpacks are another one. Uh-huh. If you've got a backpack that doesn't fit you right, there's a lot of things that can hurt your back for one. Yeah. Because you can't get it low enough that your hips are carrying the weight. Your back is still carrying all the weight. And also, if it's not put on the right way, you talk about blisters. Uh-huh. Well, there's another thing that can be caused by friction. And uh, do you know what that is? Is it chafing? That'd be chafing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I know when I was doing the – when I when I do longer hikes in general, mm-hmm. I, I take the, uh, the body glide stuff. Oh, it comes in like a deodorant stick. Yeah, kinda. and I'll put it up between my legs because I, wanna, I don't want any friction there. But I'll also put it where my straps are on my pack. Because if you're hiking a long day, it's hot outside, that's going to rub a little bit. Um, and you can get some nasty chafing from, from hiking that way, yeah. too. And so if you don't have gear that fits you the right way, it's amazing how much you can get hurt. Even something like trekking poles, putting them at the wrong height or not knowing how to use them, uh-huh. you can really get jacked up. I want to talk about the backpacking and the chafing for a second. So... Um, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that I lost a considerable amount of weight. And whenever that happens, 
um, sometimes you have some different areas of your body where there was so much fat, the skin has lost elasticity, and then you have some uh, just like extra skin, yeah, loose excess skin. skin. So what would happen to me is, depending on the backpack that I wore, if it was too heavy, it would slide down. I could tighten it up, but it would hurt on my uh, like intestines. Like I guess I had it too tight because I didn't want it to slide down. In reality, it's probably just too heavy, and I need to figure out a way to bring less gear or lighter gear. Right, right. But it would slide down, and I couldn't tighten it up enough because it hurt my stomach, and it would pinch in between my belt or my shorts mm. and the hip belt. So constantly, I mean, I come back and – at one point, whenever I was gone with my father-in-law on one trip, I had to take um, like a big pad and put there and do Luco tape just so that my skin would stop getting pinched by the backpack between my shorts. Because, dude, when you're 60 miles in somewhere and you're, you're just going to have to keep walking. I yeah, mean, no choice. Yeah, it's either get to a road and call for help or hitch or keep going. And I wasn't going to let you know, my bleeding side or blistered side from being pinched over and over stopped me. But that, that I think is either lack of properly fitting gear, like you said, or just like I restated already, my backpack's too heavy. Well, even things like socks. I have to use toe socks. I don't have a choice because I have overlapping toes. Like my toes actually overlap each other. So if I don't wear toe socks, the toes rub together and I get blisters on Is that them. genetic. Yeah, it's a genetic thing. So, so like my, my, my pinky toe on both of my feet is overlapped by the ring toe. And so, and that's on both feet, mm-hmm. which means my pinky toe gets these crazy blisters on them. And so I have to wear toe socks. It's not a choice. If I don't wear them, I'm not going to be okay. So can you do liners with a regular sock or does it have to be like a gingy toe sock or some other brand? Too? I don't like wearing two pairs of socks if I can help it. I don't either. So I'll just wear the, the toe socks and call it a day. Yeah. But that's just me. You know, um, those in Gingy toe socks, is that the brand you use? Yeah. I I don't know if it is just because he was using them with sandals, but Hunter, Hunter's trip, mm-hmm. um, I've seen him blow out two pairs myself in person. But I think, like I said, it also could be that he had sandals on. Well, I, think- I blew out two pairs, or I've blown out one, one pair total, I guess. It's... Yeah, oh, I've, I've got a pair that developed a hole this past week. Was it your toenails were too sharp? Because I think that's what it done. No, with mine it was just rubbed. I mean, it was oh. just from okay. rubbing inside the shoe. Um, but yeah, they're not. There's a reason they don't have a darn tough uh, guarantee. guarantee on them. Where do they make those? Is that a Japanese? That sounds I like a Japanese. I honestly have Jinji? no idea. Does that not sound Japanese to you? In Jinji. that or they ask their toddler to name it, and he can yeah, barely just talk. Make it up. <laughs> What do you want to call our socks, buddy? It's JG. You know, like, I don't know. Like, that sounds like a toddler. Um, now, the chafing. You said use Body Glide, which Bridget, she runs a lot. Does Powder is another thing a lot of people use. I use Anti-Monkey Butt. Mm-hmm. But um, I have one buddy in particular. I won't name any names, but uh, he goes full commando all the time. And I've only seen him chafe once. And... Everything was soaking wet. It's just drenched, so maybe there's no avoiding it. But do you think that it would help, or do you need compression underwear or, like, the ex officio? Those are very popular. I think it just depends on the person. Everybody's different. I mean, I don't get sunburned like you do. That's true. You know, so, I mean, I would say that not everybody chafes the same way either. Because, I mean, some people, I mean, you've seen people that look like they ride horses for a living because they walk so Uh bow-legged. They probably don't deal with chafing the same way you and I do. 
you know? Yeah, I don't um, have any thigh gap on yeah, me. Yeah, I was like, you know, <laughs> so not- I, I don't know if there's like a a set in stone, this is how you take care of it. Mm-hmm. I know there's one guy that hikes with uh, the guys from Z-Pax, and if you ever watched their You Went to Highline movie, it's called Highline, mm-hmm. um, he takes this, like, foam, like, lotion stuff, and just a handful of it, he puts it on his feet before he puts his socks on, and it keeps him from getting blisters. Was it somebody we were talking to uh, that you put some kind of feather or dust or something in your socks before putting them on and it helps with blisters? Yeah, I don't know that one. Man, I was reading that somewhere or something. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know that Maybe one. Maybe it's in a guide. Like I said, the, the biggest thing is understanding, you know, one, like, what are you prone to? Yeah, understanding your body. Yeah, like, like everybody's prone to something. Like, some people, it's back issues. They just know they have back issues. So, uh-huh. you know... Take care of that. If some people, it's blisters. They just doesn't matter what kind of socks, what kind of shoes they wear, they're going to get blisters. Mm-hmm. Some people, they've got bad knees and ankles and feet. Um, it's knowing what you've got to deal with first and being able to handle that. And the other part of it is get yourself in better shape. Yeah. Like, that's really the best thing you can do. And that's that's what I'm doing right now. You know, it's, it's, it's getting yourself in better shape so that the trail is more fun. If that's one of the best things you can do just in life in general. Like, if you have back issues, a stronger core helps that. Yep. You know? It, the thicker your legs are, probably the more prone that you are to chafing. Because if your legs mm-hmm. don't touch, it's kind of hard to get friction between them, right? Well, and uh, I have gigantic calves. Yeah. And they are prone. Like, if I don't hydrate enough, they are prone to cramping. Oh yeah, it's a lot of muscle mass. It's a lot down of there. muscle mass, and it, they they tend to cramp if I don't get enough. I don't, if I don't get enough hydration going, and electrolytes. You know, one other thing, I I am tall, and I think that naturally it makes you just have poor posture because you're trying to, as a human being, just blend in. Yeah. Typically, and so a lot of tall people slouch. Very typical, and when I'm on trail. I'm hiking and all day instead of like slouching, like I'm sitting in this chair right now, I don't have great posture. Right. All day on trail, if you're walking 10 miles, that's several hours of hiking and you have a backpack on and there's a frame in it that you're literally strapped to and the, the shoulder straps pull your shoulders back. And dude, I can go from, oh, my back is hurting at the house to coming home after sleeping in the woods for three days. Of course, the hammock I think helps too. That does help. But being in the woods for three or four days, come home and it's where i've walked all day and i'm tired and everything my body's tired but where my shoulders have been pulled into the proper position and my back is you know it's straight with the proper curves yeah my lower back doesn't hurt at all backpacking's the cure it is it is and uh it's the cure to what ails you <laughs> that's right it's secure to what else you got anything else to add on the injuries no man I, and like i said we're not doctors we're just kind of sharing things that we've learned things that we've experienced um i know people who have broken bones i know people that have torn ligaments i know yeah. people that have really had bad injuries on trail yeah you got to get um, bailed out in those situations yeah so injury is something if you're getting into backpacking for the first time it's gonna happen mm-hmm. like it's not, a, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Everybody goes through some kind of an injury on trail. Um, but that doesn't mean it has to keep you from getting back out there. So Absolutely. with that said, for myself and Jeremiah Stringer, y'all have a good one. Yeah. Adios, folks.